Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Morning, Mateo. How are you? I'm fantastic, John. How are you, man? I am good. Hey, getting this one in, um, just uh, just wrapping up my time here in Orlando at the Florida, our favorite event, the Extravaganza yeah. here. Yeah. Glad. I'm super excited. Uh, season, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to put this one out uh, soon. Uh, so um, season three episode, uh, whether it's, you know, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there where it's going to go out really soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we got a great guest. I'll go ahead and let you go yeah. ahead. Introduction here. Yeah. So uh, this week we're honored, man, to have actually someone I met a while ago overseas that have been in contact with, consider him a good friend, always have a great time with him overseas, learn so much from him and inspired by someone who really has their hands in, you know, the business uh, overseas at a level that I don't think we see really here in the States a lot. But uh, without further ado, uh, I'd love to introduce uh, Carlos Perez Lanzac de Lorca. Yeah, I do it right. Wow. <laughs> I'm working on it. Look, I'm gonna do my Spanish. I'm work. I'm really working on it. If you see, I, you know, I got my coquille shirt on uh, for Puerto Rico. <laughs> Definitely gonna give a shout out to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico needs your help right now. Um, we're gonna do some things on that later. But Carlos, welcome to the show, man. Great to have you. How are you, man? What's going on in your world? Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. That's a, well, that's, uh, I'm embarrassed now. Like, what an introduction, but it, it's actually cool to see you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Like, not to see in person, at least. We hope that to have you guys uh, soon, that'd be true. But it's been hectic. I mean, like, what? Look at this year. We're going to start the year with a pandemic and we're going to finish with a recession. So it's quite uh, like, woo, bumpy times. But it's, 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 it's active. Our industry is, is pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's had to be some turbulent times. I mean, we've talked to a couple of people, you know, uh, our friends overseas kind of through the pandemic and, you know, everybody was kind of in different places, but it seems, you know, a lot through it all, you know, everyone's kind of on the rebound and pushing back up. The industry seems to be, you know, definitely thriving again or working towards thriving. But Actually, you and I did not talk through the pandemic. So just a little bit, don't want to go too far down that road, but how was that for you? Um, especially someone who's involved in the space as you and, and in so many things, both at the advocacy level and at the business level, uh, it must have been quite a shock to just have the world stop. It was pretty scary, um, but it, we, I think we kept a very positive mindset, to be honest. We, we, it feels like what we see now, it feels like that's, that was uh, coming together during the pandemic. So people were just still like focused and just getting ready. Like uh, we knew that this was going to end at some point and we were just getting prepared. So in terms of like our operation company, we just got prepared for that. Mm-hmm. It changed uh, some, some strategic decision like software. Uh, strategic suppliers and then right after the pandemic we doubled the size of our portfolio we've got a small one anyway and then uh, the tour summit the, the event we you could see also the companies like a lot of the way they've been launching like we here in europe we see we're actually having a lot of companies from the u.s coming uh, and, and what you see is like they are they are super well prepared 
that they, they did a lot of changes and, and they've been growing uh, massively and it's a very uh, active M&A market also here in Europe. So, so again, the pandemic was scary, but I think like people who was serious about this industry and deep into it, they, they, they got reinforced, which is normally what's meant to happen. There was a kind of a cleanup of the industry. Yeah, we saw the same thing here for sure. It's it's those companies that actually, you know, took advantage of of a, a downturn in the economy or downturn in 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 whatever, you know, the pandemic or whatnot, like the slowing down of an outside source, slowing down progress, you know, those that that have the ability to to and and again, we over, we overuse this word pivot. Um, those are the ones that, that that came out of it successful and were able to go ahead and and almost be reborn um, with a with a new sense of of purpose and and focus. You guys had in the U.S. quite some impressive figures in terms of like uh, mm-hmm. a national, sorry, in, in national uh, travel and occupancy levels. So you guys were uh, way more active than than Europe. I remember right after the pandemic. At least that's the data we we got. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. we it was. It was almost like it never happened. Bang. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this year for us, sorry. No, you're fine. No, this year we, we've seen like ADRs going higher, occupancy rate getting higher. So like everyone's been super, super active in terms of like travel. Uh, and again, this, we see that uh, short-term rental and, and multifamily is like a preferred option. I was talking to uh, Carlos Oleg uh, Nihaps, he's he the... Uh, managing director and vice president for EMEA, booking.com. And, yeah. and he was sharing some impressive data. So like, like one third of their revenues come from uh, short-term rental. They got like 6.6 million uh, uh, short-term rentals on, on, on the platform. And then uh, like one third of their revenue was coming from there. Like, sorry, one fourth of the supply was short-term rental, but one third of the revenue was coming from us. So the demand is actually looking at this kind of product. So that's an interesting stat. I, I like that stat. A quarter of the their inventory, but a third of the revenue. That's interesting. I like that. Mm. But I mean, uh, it's also a double-edged sword. You know, you you can look at it. You know, with 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 ADR skyrocketing. Yeah. You know, what is that going to do to to everybody? You know, I, I think it's I think it's it's positive as far as trending. You know, but at, at some point, you know, th- these ADRs are going to have to plateau and we're going to have to bring it back down to earth a little bit to make it more accessible for everybody. Um, and I think I think the the economy will write itself out in a little bit. We're going to hit that plateau. We've talked about it a lot over here. I think we're going to hit it here first um, before before it hits overseas. But uh, we're going to see that write itself out. I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting, though, because we have but it's to my in my opinion, the dynamic that's really going to move the needle is what happens with people in work, right? Because a lot of those numbers were because of the situation and where people were doing their work in, in people not going into offices and renting places, digital nomads sprouting, right? And continuing to be able to, to kind of go do their thing, as well as families that are taking this kind of nomadic approach now, right? That they don't have to be stuck in one place. So it's interesting because I was talking to Jamie from AirDNA about this, right? Like, where does that dynamic fit into this? Because one of all one of those trigger points is always like, are businesses cutting their travel back? Are people not traveling for work anymore? And now you have this dynamic of people living 
anywhere they want and working wherever they want. And that's going to be a huge factor in terms of how much our numbers kind of ebb and flow or continue. To, to I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be both. What you're saying, basically, in this recession, um, that's how they, the demand is going to change that behavior. I think also they're going to be forced by the recession. So that's going to create that adjustment on the ADR that John was saying. So it, it's, it's, it's just, it was too hectic. Like, uh, again, people had that like massive desire to travel. And I think that's going to go like a bit more going to be a bit more calm down number one because people is not going to be able to afford it and that people also is going to have a recession they're going to have more uh, utility costs and, and less disposable income so i think it's going to be interesting we are all we are all looking at the the, the 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 last quarter with a lot of attention to see how the demand is going to react here in europe uh but i think it's still like tourism is going to be out there like if people want to fly there's going to be a lot of like remote working it's it's actually happening big in, in a few countries spain mm-hmm. and where we host uh the tour summit the, the event is is a, is a massive destination before the pandemic we had like 83 million visitors uh, in one year wow, uh, wow. It, it was the second destination after uh, france and mainly most of the tourists obviously in france come from uh, paris so we are, uh, data we have is that we're going to be there between the end of uh, 2023 and 24. So, uh, I mean, countries like uh, Spain, Portugal, Italy, like all the Mediterranean countries, I think they're going to be uh, very, very important uh, dest- inbound destinations. Yeah, I think we, I think we throw some numbers on the board, John. I think we, I think I, I'm very interested because I'm betting on, I'm betting on the millennials. Like I'm betting on the younger, the, the younger generation who are not living it. They're not trying to go to offices. They want their flexibility unless someone's going, unless something happens in the economy, that's really going to force them back into traditional workspaces and, and force them back into this. I think it's going to be significant and I could be wrong, but I, I'm, I want to come back and wrong here from there. I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm wrong. Dude, I'm wrong all the time. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to look at these factors and say it's significant, right? Because we were, I was having this conversation the other day with someone that was talking about, you know, we were talking about hotel life, right? And how people travel. We have a whole generation of people who have known only short-term rentals. Like they, their parents stayed at vacation or stayed in hotels. Their parents traveled in hotels. And even when they go to hotels, they're looking for hotels that can provide them more than just the traditional bedroom bathroom, right? Like we have a customer that's grown up with wanting more and needing more. And I think if they have the opportunity to ingrain their living and working like they have, it's going to be very hard to get them back. I think it's going to take something very, I don't want to say like catastrophic, but I think it's going to take a shock to the system to make them or force them back. But we'll see. I'm I'm interested to look at these numbers. I think you're right. I want to talk about your, obviously I want to talk about your, your summit that's coming up and, and I want to, you know, but I, I want to, how did you, you know, this is obviously the summit is is a an offset of what you do day to day, and and you've been doing looking at you know your resume. You've do, been doing this eleven or twelve years previously in like like your current role. You know, how did you? And we, we love asking this question. You know, most people we talk to stumble into the industry. Like no one wakes up and like you know I I, I want to be a short term rental operator. I want to go ahead and and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into vacation rentals. You know, everyone stumbles into it. 
at least now, I think as we're getting older, we're going to see people, you know what they're going to see, you know, in high school and they're, or, you know, secondary school. And they're going to be like, you know, this makes sense. I see that this is something positive. I'm going to learn about this. I'm going to get some education around it. But how did you stumble into the space? Well, to be honest, I come from hospitality. So that's what I've been doing my whole life. I was in hotels running like uh, in a ski resorts. Uh, I was doing property management in ski resorts, like chalets and, and stuff yeah. uh, across, across Europe. And that was fun. And then I came back to, to, to like Costa del Sol. And like, if you look at the, at Europe, Spain, it's, as I say, like a, like a really important destination across Europe. We've got like 330,000, uh, sorry, 50,000 vacation rental across Spain in the South and Andalusia where I'm based. They're like a uh, 92,000. So it's a massive market for short-term right. rental. And then Malaga, Costa del Sol, Marbella and all this uh, area is 51,000. So it is a massive destination right. for property management and that. So tourism was always there. I, we started with a small property management, which people have a product management company. And then we start doing this gathering. And again, we had these uh, questions and then we had this pressure from the hotels. So that's why we had some advocacy, as we were saying, uh, in the event, because it is part of the industry. Either we like it or not, a lot of property managers, they don't, they don't pay a lot of attention. They don't see that's actually relevant, but it can change your bottom line big time because you might have to, you might have to reshape your whole portfolio just because of a new legislation uh, and so a structural change just because of that. So we start doing, getting all these and trying to get answers to these guys with uh, just a bunch of property managers, et cetera. And then it just went bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we started like, I don't know, like a room with 150 square meters. Now we have like 2000 square meters with an exhibitor area. And we actually built uh, like a smart apartment uh, of the future. We want to understand how is the, 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 the short-term rental of the future or a multifamily apartment is going to look like. Like how is that going to change? Because a lot of people is doing that. A lot of property managers are already investing in tech, like smart locks, uh, noise detector, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we reached that level that we are, we got a pavilion and then we built this, this smart apartment. And I think it's actually something cool because that's going to help you as a property manager to understand like, how is interaction? How is this technology going to change the way you understand customer experience? Uh, the way you understand sustainability, which is a, a big thing. And right. I think people is a way more sensible after the pandemic, how you understand technology and your property management services, like where you are in bandwidth. So uh, that, that apartment is actually helping you to, to interact with the technology, to, to know how it feels to empathize with your clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a big part of the event. And obviously like conference and, and, uh, and listening to some of the most amazing CEOs that we managed to, to put together in the agenda. So it's, yeah. it's, I'm super excited actually. No, I mean, you were going over the agenda with us uh, prior to us hitting record and it's, it's super stacked with, with like great names and, and great backgrounds and just, just a great pred- pedigree. And, and we're excited to, to hear about it. Outside of the, the people you're bringing in and you've talked about, you know, that what's the, the big, in your mind, you know, outside of what you just mentioned, what's the big differentiator um, of your summit and your conference compared to some of the other ones, you know, that, that are taking place across Europe that, that we here in the States, you know, the majority <clears throat> of our audience is probably here in the States. Um, you know, we hear of, you know, a handful of, of conferences that, you know, we, Hey, should we go, should we go this? We're excited about this. We hear good things about this. Yours was one of them, of course, but there's a handful, like what, what separates yourself from the other one? The world summit just happened. Um, you know, there's, you know, the book direct show, 
which was overseas and now it's coming here. You know, why, why, are, why go to yours? Something we're very proud of, to be honest, is that we presented the, 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 the whole industry like across. Our industry is super horizontal. We've got from the real estate investment, uh, because it's a massive real estate part of our industry yeah. and it, a lot of the conference that's not covered. So we want to understand that real estate investment. We want to understand tech and those tech investors also. We want to understand like customer experience and we want to understand legislation. So I, again, uh, and, and so the virtual living experience, that's how we call that smart apartment. It's something we're very proud of. So having the whole view um, and all the services uh, available for those property managers, like even it can go for like an, an alarm system, or uh, again, as I said, smart lock or right. even laundry service services, anything that you might need as a property manager is there. Sometimes what we try to avoid is like to have the same companies and the same uh, presentations that you see across all different uh, short-term rental events. So that's why we're trying to make sure we cover the whole spectrum from the industry. And then as, as I said, that's uh, advocacy, like legislation is, is a massive thing, at least here in Europe, because yeah. we're having, uh, by the end of this year, actually, uh, they're going to be a little bit late, but the European uh, Commission is launching uh, the short-term rental initiative. And uh, so we all expecting to see what that's going to imply. And then a lot of destinations across Europe, they have to have changed legislation. So if you do your swap analysis as an investor or property manager, right. definitely the situation is something you're going to look at as a main priority. And we do see some real estate investors, they're actually not investing or stopping their investment if they set legislation coming on the way. So they just look yeah. for safe uh, destination where they know that this is black and white, it's not going to change. So we, we are covering all that. And we do make sure we have the high level uh, leaders uh, of each field uh, to participate on the event. I think one of the interesting things that you do too, in knowing you, you know, the advocacy part that you bring in, you do it differently. Because one of the things that we don't do and don't see a lot of at the conferences here, number one, I think you build a conference with really the value that the manager gets across the board, leaving your conference, right? Because, it, it, you know, people talk about advocacy at conferences, but we don't see a lot of the politicians, a lot of the other side coming in, you know, coming to the conversation, meeting the managers, talking to the professionals in the space, being engaged, being a part of the conversation in actually learning about the industry right. from the industry versus getting data points from a report or a case study or, or from some other organization is something that was always impressive in, in knowing you, that's your fingerprints all over it because you've been involved in that advocacy and, and getting government involved in and government engaged directly with the industry as opposed to intermediaries or other lobbyists, right? That are, are you know, the way we do it here is just kind of like they're over there, we're over here. I love what you're doing with the tour because you're bringing those people together. You're bringing the people who should be a part of the conversation together. And I think that's bringing meaningful conversations about how to bring sensible regulation and, and sensible policies, right, throughout Europe. Uh, and then the other thing I always see that you do is you bring the investors in, right? Like you bring the investors in and they're engaged in a part of that, uh, a, a part of the conference in a way that I think managers and, and tech companies and vendors like, well, you know, all of those people are looking for investment. All of those people want to know, you know, how to, to get the money to continue to build their businesses in an effective way. So uh, hats off to you for that, man. Um, and I think that's going to continue to add value. Um, mm -hmm. I think I answered your question from John <laughs> because of the value <laughs> that you're bringing is, 
is actually tangible value that they can really walk away from a conference. And this is from people that I know go to Vitor from vendors to managers. They always speak so highly of it. I think it sets the stage for, you know, kind of raising the bar for other conferences and other other spaces. Because when I when they come here, they're like, well, why don't you do that? Or why don't they have that? Not the one plan in the conference. To, to, to be honest, uh, thank you. I appreciate that what you're saying, uh, Matteo. But something else that we're trying to do, and I think it's as an organization, you have to be active and proactive. What we do is like we do have American companies that are coming. Like this year, we've got Steve Milo. Matt Loney has been already with Explory several times here. There are a lot of American companies that they, they, they come into Vitur and they want to understand the European market. So we try to be proactive and make sure we are uh, getting them and we engage it with the right connection. So we are, as the organization, we make sure we do the right networking. Something very cool as well, because again, a conference should be adapted to each level of attendee. So yep. if you got all the CEOs and decision makers and leaders of these companies, I think they should have a different a, a conference a, experience. So we prepare like this year, we prepare a Michelin star dinner, a private dinner for these decision makers, focus group, and then that privacy to, to understand what's coming next. The claim for this year is the two summit next. It's been a lot going on with the pandemic. We are all looking forward, but we need to prepare for what's coming next. So you need to adapt and have a conference that, that is versatile enough to, 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 to be useful for everyone, obviously. It makes so much sense. I, I love the curating the, you know, the, the minds, getting the minds together that are, that are on the forefront and they can go ahead and talk, talk, you know, alone in a private, but also talk about what they're seeing. And it makes so much sense. I, I love that, you know, we, we're seeing that here as well. We're, we're seeing, you know, you know, different, you know, organizations and top CEOs coming over from, you know, across the pond coming in and, and learning about what's going on here and why we're different and what, you know, and it, there's so much value in that. And, you know, we're all closer that we're all in the same industry together, you know, and it, it's interesting to kind of looking at the trends, you know, in certain things, you know, North America and the U S is ahead of the curve. Uh, but in many things we're behind the curve and it's, and I, I love the meld between, between everything. And it's so valuable. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and I think it is because we are, what we say in, in, uh, in Oporto, I was talking to Matt Landau and, and Dana, they, they mm -hmm. were both, they're doing a great job yep. over there. And, and, and we were sharing also like what's the, 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 where you are in the States and it's exactly what you just said, John, and then where we are in Europe and it's also exactly. So we see a lot of like common points as the leaders and the decision making, the property management companies that we are facing the same problem. So you can take a lot out of those uh, gatherings and all of these events. If you get the right people together, that's how yeah. you take the, the industry to the next level. And something very relevant that Matteo was saying, like it looks like like politicians and investors, especially institutional investors, it, it's like they were scared of our industry. When you bring them here and you put them together, there are people like you and me, they have uh, questions and maybe they find a solution not to uh, to understand that this is yeah, it's good or even better than hoteliers or any, any other type of model. So, and then the, the investment is, is safe and it's a regulation and then you advise and then you get and you're out of business with it. So it's, it's what you see with these events is that normally our industry like takes one step uh, forward. So um, I think it's actually relevant that, that property managers, we are super active there and, and we, we're part of it. So yeah. Yes.
What's uh, for you, what, what, like this conference is coming right up. You've got a lot of things going on and you just mentioned next, you know, being, you know, the, the focus of the, the conference and you mentioned, you know, or the focus of, you know, everyone <laughs> come together and where we're going, you know, what is next for, for you? I mean, you know, with, with your property management company or, or, or continuing with, you know, I'll miss my assumption is you're going to continue pushing the envelope with refer to and what you're doing here, but what's next for you? I would say consolidation, like professionalization, like you, like the amazing technology available for property managers. I think we all try to understand what's the best uh, and the most suitable for you. So I think that's happening. And once you implement that tech, boom, you're in, you got different needs, you got different supplies. So that restructuring and the whole industry is happening. Then growth, uh, a lot of property managers, uh, they're growing. You see more like 1,500 units uh, property managers, like bigger players. Uh, there's a lot of M&A going on there. So right. again, hopefully we're going to have uh, a bit more diversified option of big players. I think that's always good. And then brand. I think it's building a brand. I think there are a lot of companies they have a different strategy. Instead of going for volume, they just want to make sure they have different destinations and then right in the right locations. Mm -hmm. So Berlin, Paris, London, Madrid, Barcelona. Um, and that's uh, and they are emphasizing their marketing on the brand. So so it's time it's time for me to build a brand, a solid brand, uh, with good values and like ground uh, hospitality values um, and try to differentiate your brand as a property manager. And it's time also to, to start looking at like what, what your value added is and then see how that uh, is going to be changed with the technology. I think that's, that's what's, what we're going. Love it. Love that answer. So we're, we, we pounce and, and we talk a lot about brand here on this, on this podcast and the importance of brand. And uh, I love that answer. It's uh, it's it's so important. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. for us too, it's always it's so different, right? Because you know, with our space, it's new, right? And so you have a lot of what I like to call buddy brands, right? Like everyone has their idea of kind of whether you're Vacasa, whether you're V Trips, whether you're One Fine Stay, whether you're you know, about to, whoever you are. You know, you have so many companies that are are coming up right now in it's almost like brand is, is like the tag word of the day. And, you know, everyone's like, Oh, who's going to make it? Who's not. And I'm not even, I'm not even there yet. Cause at the end of the day, the one that's going to win is the one that can get the most feet through the door and, and heads in those beds. Right. Like at the, that's the winner and who can do that repeatedly. Right. Who can, who can build brand loyalty, who can build loyalty to that brand. I'm sorry. And I think that's that's going to be the challenge, right? And because if you're building something global, it's not one, it's not a one, you know, one pill solves everything. You're going to have to be that whatever destination, whether you're in Malaga, whether you're in Berlin, whether you're in Galway, London, LA, New York, like that brand has to resonate in all of those places. So it can't just be one thing. It's got to be everything to everyone. I totally agree. And it's actually very interesting. Uh, this point, like number one, to build a consistency of a brand, it's super difficult, especially in such an opera operational business and, 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 and human, human intensive, like we got, it's a people industry. Yeah. So that to create a culture that represents all this, uh, of that brand and of those values is, is super challenging. And to be honest, I don't think we need to be like a massive uh, property manager with uh, properties all over. It's more about like creating again, that brand. And then make sure you go like 
those 50 units, 80 units in this destination. And then you jump into the next one. So I was talking to some people. Uh, and again, the, the intent of the investors is if you have a small brand, but then you are uh, the one that managed to get a higher ADR on a occupancy rate because you create more direct bookings and that loyalty to your clients, then you are way more valuable and powerful because you've got greater views and higher margins. So, so a guy who told, who is actually, he sold his company, but he's like, you shouldn't start your product or, or your company to, to, with the objective to sell it. Right. You, you, you're building something. And then if that happened, that's obviously part of your entrepreneurial uh, lifetime, right? But right. Um, so, so building the brand, it's, it's something we do. I don't know, at least here, we, you don't see that many operators uh, working on that. And I think it is the, the right time to do it. I like that answer a lot, but I, I think if we if we're to dissect brand a little bit more, ultimately, you know, you know, logos, whatever, you know, whatever you, but that's that's just a super small part of brand. I think if we take brand even a step further, and as an industry, we look at brand as the guest experience, yeah, and that be the brand. If we were to go ahead and say overall, this is what the brand of short term rentals or the brand of vacation rentals is, this guest experience then we're all working on the same brand and these in the names and these like like truly at the end of the day i don't necessarily give a shit if i'm staying here or there as long as my me and my family have the same guest experience or the same high level of guest experience from point a from point b from 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 booking to checking in to you know to to my stay to to leaving going home as long as that guest experience you know that's the brand i'm looking for and it's a little bit different look at brand but it's still brand mm-hmm. um so i i think the like a guest x and user x experience use you ux ui is all super super important in this as well and i don't necessarily think i think that a lot of times in these conversations we separate the two um but also, but it still always comes back to the user experience. I, I think it's all. I think that's. I think that hits the nail on the head, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can translate that across the board and hit multiple gener- demographics and generations and keep that. And it is consistency, right? It's 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 identifying it's identifying those points. That, that like you and don't overcomplicate it, right? Like you take five points of which you know want your brand to be and be consistent around that. Well, I mean, but look at look at the the Marriotts of the world, and I mean that's how they did it. Yeah. I mean the, these these super like they did it on this is this is what this is the level that we need to be at for, for across every one of our doors. Yeah, and and by that their brand emerged from that. Yeah. Now, if you look at the, the hotel uh, hotel industry, and again, I come from a hotel right. uh, company in my background. It, most of these companies, Marriott, Hilton, all these guys, big players now, they've been there for centuries, for, for ages. We, are, we, do, we don't have like a, such a, I don't know, there's not a brand out there that I can remember that it's been for so many years. Maybe the ones that we got here in Europe, Interhome and uh, Aways, which they've been wrapping up together like Novasol. It was an old brand. They've been there maybe 50 years. And that's why they have like 40,000 units for 100,000 because either they'd be buying and build this massive company or Interhome, which is quite a case study, but because they've been on business for 15 years. Mm-hmm. But right. after that, like short-term renters we understand also today, they, I don't think that that many old companies are. I think that's what, and then you were asking, you were saying like, what's coming next? I think that's that's the, that's the, that's the, 
the line and the the routes the the road that we're gonna be taking as an industry like having that consistency number one is is super challenging we're definitely gonna need tech so tech is gonna be a major player there gonna play a massive role and then uh, that consistency across the board that Matteo was saying I think that's that's the way so my my question to everyone is who's gonna create the best brand loyalty program because when you look at Marriott and you look at Bonvoy like that that was huge and i don't think we made like made enough noise like what what homes and villas is doing with that and they're like keying into that who's going to really build that out right but like look at that but do you have accord they bought a one fine stay mm-hmm. and they didn't manage to make it profitable yet and they've no. got all this solid solid know-how from yeah. one of the biggest hotel groups in yeah. the planet so so they 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 they, they keep the baby because yep. one fine stay is a beautiful uh pearl there but yep. um I don't know. It's a difficult answer. That. That's, 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 well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see who does that first. Like, but it, it, who's going to be, who's going to have people racking up credit card points so they can stay in short-term rentals, right? Like, who's going to really engage with Amex and Delta and like all of these other programs to build in a model that, to me, that's that's the branding part, right? That's what's going to build customer loyalty. That's what's going to get people excited that's what's going to get people, you know, again, you think about it, like how many people do you know have an Amex right now that all they're doing is, you know, paying their bills and doing these other things so they can travel, so they can get flight points, so they can get, you know, Bonvoy, whatever points they're trying to get. There's so many different directions, though, Mateo, you, you, know. you can go with this because, you know, like it's it's brand loyalty yeah. from, the, from the, the end end point being like the, the brand being a Marriott or whatnot, right. you know, they were talking there or Delta or something like that. But then, then you take it to the, another step, like what we're doing at, at Hopper, yep. you know, like we have brand loyalty built in because we have a, this, the damn stickiest app in the world, yep. you know, with loyalty, you know, with our care cash or our in-app incentives, like we, we don't worry about people leaving our app to go book elsewhere because we know they'll always come back because we're building that brand loyalty and and this isn't a a hopper commercial here but there's there's different directions with brand loyalty and 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 keeping people sticky to what you're doing you know um so i'm not sure you know whether it's the end being like the destination or it's how or the travel like travel in general there's so many different things. And so who would, would it be best to be served on like an OTA or a super travel app? Is that where that stickiness is? And then it's the relationships from that stickiness to these other companies. There's, this is, we could go on for hours about this. I love it. I'm not going to lie <laughs> though. When I, cause when I open the Hopper app and I see my little carrot cash in there, I like that. <laughs> it, 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 it's again i'm not and i i i do book with hopper just you know fyi sometimes but but uh, you know but at the end of the day it's i'm a consumer also right like so it, it does make me feel good to know like oh wow look i got this carry cash oh this is cool i can use this on my trip you know and it's and, interesting and, i mean and we at, innovative at hopper you know we we see the value in these partnerships you know when we that's why we partnered with capital one yeah you know that's why you know when when our Capital One card users want to go ahead and book flights and hotels and cars today, um, using the rewards points through their Capital One portal, it's all powered by Hopper. Yeah. Like, it, I, like so again, more brands. Yeah, but I want, and that's what I want to see in our industry. Go ahead, Carlos. Yeah, that's, but, 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 yeah, that's exactly the, the, I was going to say. Like, what you see is that most of the loyalty uh, programs that have been successful are just on the hands of the OTA. Yeah. And it's one also thin. And, and, and Simon Lemon was also saying, 
uh, that uh, in the past, we we as a property manager, we're giving away our loyalty programs to the OTAs because we just allow them. <laughs> so so uh, and and again, because we we going into those, uh, we subsidizing those uh, genius programs, those uh, mobile rates. So we are as a property manager, we not investing as much as we should on creating that that loyalty. But then again, if you're gonna go to like an Amex level loyalty or Marriott uh, loyalty programs, I think it should be obviously like a massive play that it's uh, it has to be the big ones the first one and we haven't seen that yet so it might not be as easy as we we think because we got this company with already like massive portfolio like twenty thousand units and they still don't have that that much they do invest a lot of their their booking but not like a loyalty program as such i love this conversation i and i think that there's so much can be done and said about it and and i'd love to see some loyalty programs like really work like, I'd love mm-hmm. to see it, you know, work. I think it's easy for a company like a Hopper or a company like a, a booking to do these yeah. things because yeah. the infrastructure is already built. It's already there and they already have millions of daily users. So mm-hmm. like what, where you're not getting in the, these, the, these, these hospitality brands, particularly, you're not necessarily having millions and millions of daily users. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're having daily users, you're having a ton and I, it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of thought outside the box thinking, but it can be done for sure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things going to be interesting to, to see that's how that's going to evolve. Definitely. All right. So challenge Carlos, let's figure out how to get it done. Like, I think it'd be huge for the industry. It would be for whatever brand. It would be. I think it would be huge. So yeah. there are ways. And I think that the technology is and the platform is, is available. It's more about like, making sure we, 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 we land it. Like there's going to be one, again, I, like we, it, at the tour summit, we get, we get some companies, they have amazing technology. And, yeah. I, and, and as I was saying, like some of the work that I actually do myself at the tour summit is like getting a CEO is like, listen, did you know about these guys or what these guys are doing? No, you don't know about each other. Fuck. They, they get stuck yeah. here yeah. and you need to come out of these conversations with an integration because you both are adding a massive value to the industry and, and it's stupid that your technology is not connected right. because that, that's what we need right. as property managers. Exactly. So I am actually forcing that uh, technology to move forward because it's like we cannot be independently working on whatever we think is uh, best because it's not just one solution. It's a combination of all this, these uh, great companies that are providing that great experience. So I think we, that's also part of the consolidation we need to go through, uh, like, like connecting all the, the, the great technology that we are developing in the industry. I think that's, that's also going to help right. take us to the next level. Yeah. I love, I love that you're forcing them to sit together and, yeah. uh, so break some bread and tell it, let's, you know, I love that. It's the value of partnership, right? It, yeah. It, yeah. I'm changing my middle name to partnership, by the way. So it's, <laughs> <they> get, <laughs> No, I think that, but that's the value of these things. Like it's well, that's uh, the networking. That's yeah, networking. networking. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more. So, no, absolutely. Hey, Carlos, this has been such a pleasure to have you on this podcast. We really, really appreciate you joining us. How do, uh, if people want to go in and attend your conference and they haven't signed yet up yet, um, how, how do they go about doing that? You know, we, we already told them what they're going to expect, what they're going to get out of it. But how do they go ahead and, and sign up? Is it too late? 
I don't think. No, no, no. It's actually vtoursummit.com. This week we got the International Tourist Day. So we got a launch, like a special offer. So it's it's actually a good moment to to buy. Uh, It's on the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th October. It's going to be Malaga, south of Spain. Super sunny, 25 degrees. Beautiful. Good food. So I think it's going to be a good excuse to get all this network and all these people together. The V2 Living Experience, that spark of our the future is going to be there um, in the convention center. So yeah, V2Summit.com. I think it's 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 great if we get more people in. Absolutely. Well, um, yeah, we're going to check it out as soon as possible. We're going to put a link um, in the in the podcast in the, on the website to go ahead and, and check it out. We appreciate you joining us. This has been great. It's, it's yeah. been great to get to know you. I, I can't believe we haven't had a conversation before. Yeah. But, yeah. I need many more with you. Thank yeah. you. Really appreciate you. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you for making such a cool podcast. It's such a good vibe. And uh, yep. you made me feel very comfortable. I actually like John very the place to meet you. Yeah. And have this chat as well. Mateo, yeah. we will we continue conversation. And we will definitely them. be talking. Definitely, Carlos. Cool. It's great Absolutely. to see you, my friend. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.